0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, a bill to prevent transgender girls from competing in school sports was filed this week in the Pennsylvania House. Now, it made it through committee and got tabled, but it's almost guaranteed to pop back up in April when the House session resumes, or even October, just before we elect the next governor. All that to say, happy Trans Day of Visibility. Today we're with activist Dina Stanley, who founded TransUniting to bring attention to stuff like this and to take care of our trans siblings here in the burg. Thursday, March 31st. I'm Morgan Moody and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. All right, Dina, let's start with the big news right now. So the bill filed by Republicans to prevent transgender girls from playing girls' sports. It's not going anywhere quite yet, but it still could. Especially close to election, so how are you feeling right now about it?
1: Uh, just it, it's it's sickening to me um, the fact that they are attacking these babies, but um, also inciting violence within our community, you know, and, and inciting fear into everyone, you know, by putting out misinformation and you know uh, and and everything under that umbrella. Um, for other folks, you know, to attack us.
0: Yeah, you know, for a lot of kids, they really just want the camaraderie. I think that's the real reality. I played sports growing up. I wasn't the best at every single thing that I played, but I wanted to make friends and, you know, have a team. So it's not necessarily that anybody's, like, surpassing anyone.
1: It's not about the kids playing sports. Mm -hmm. It's about these politicians using us as their pawns to be able to, uh, you know, uh, get what they want out of it. So our lives don't—basically what they're saying is our lives don't matter.
0: Well, and, you know, the governor's chair is open this year, so— We figure if Republicans are going to bring this fight, they'll either do it in April when the session resumes, or in October, just before the the general election, or you know, somewhere closer to that. Absolutely. But what do you hope to do between then and now to make people more aware of this bill that's going around and the rights that trans people are essentially still missing?
1: Absolutely. Just continue the advocacy that we have been doing, um, putting the right information out there instead of the wrong information, um, contacting lawmakers and educating them because a lot of them are uneducated around you know trans issues. Um, and, you know, just educating the, the, the general public, you know, and making sure that we have, you know, our constituents, our our people, our allies, you know, um, calling their local lawmakers to tell them, you know, hey, don't vote for this bill, you know, let them know that, you know, attacking these trans kids, these trans people as a whole is not right, yeah. you know, because it, we are a small But, you know, mighty group. But we need a a small but large group
0: (laughs) for representation. Right.
1: Exactly. So we definitely need our allies, you know. But it takes, you know, um, things such as, you know, Transvisibility Day where we come out, you know, and we're visible and and we're educating people. But we're you know, we're here and people can see us and talk to us um, because they have so much misinformation out there. And, and these ideas about trans people, and when they meet trans people, are like, whoa, this is not what I expected.
0: And of course, today is International Trans Day of Visibility. And you're holding a bunch of events this evening. How important is that visibility today, especially in light of this bill?
1: It is very important because, you know, um, as we are here and, and we're resilient in who we are, we need to make sure that we let folks who are not, you know, um, as visible as we are out, you know, Um, Let them know that it's okay, you know, that it is okay to be, you know, visible, you know, and it's okay to be out here. It's okay to live your life and be authentically yourself. You know what I mean?
0: I was going to say, you you usually, you talk about how people aren't necessarily showing up unless it is a, a national event. People aren't necessarily showing up for trans visibility. What kind of crowd are you expecting here in Pittsburgh?
1: Basically, Folks, you know, our, our people um, and maybe a few allies, but that's the thing. It's like folks don't show up unless you said it's a national thing, yeah. you know, and it, at that point it's too late. Show up for us while we are here. Most of the time they show up when we are gone. You know, when when a trans person is murdered, then people want to show up. And even then it's it's limited to how many people show up. You know, because uh, they, our lives don't matter to a lot of folks. But, like, we have to start showing up because if you think that these are attacks are going to stop with us, you are sadly mistaken. I feel like the goal is to just wipe away all of our rights and take us back to before, you know, the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want that happening. But, you know, as, as they go along, you know, and people are just like, well, this issue doesn't affect us and that issue doesn't affect us. But these all these issues intersect. They all intersect and, you know, they tear us down little by little until they get to that, you know, to that uh, whole tree where they're going to cut that whole tree down.
0: How do you approach that? Like getting people to show up and support the community around that, those around these incremental issues?
1: We are very consistent in our messaging. We're very consistent in pushing it and just talking to people. Um, I have an amazing small team, you know, that really go onto social media and push it and talk to people on social media, you know, because it's important. It's like, you know, hey, if you, if you have a person who is a trans person in your family, come out and just get educated around that, yeah. you know, because you want people to be, you know, safe, you know, and, and, and be comfortable You know, and it's just like it's going to take for our allies to help in that aspect as well, especially with the kids, because the kids gender is so expansive
0: especially now
1: exactly especially today you know is so expansive there is no such thing as black and white there's so much gray you know what i mean and people want to put us in these boxes they want it they want it to be black and white and it's like that's not what's happening you know there's so much gray so just support people where they are at Mm -hmm. that's it just respect the person and support them where they are at because you would want the same in return it seems simple Uh, yes
0: (laughs) i know you came to pittsburgh from atlanta what's the black trans community like there compared to pittsburgh i feel like is it bigger is it more organized is it more active
1: all of those things it's a a little more active um a lot more active a lot uh, way bigger um And there's so much more Black excellence. Again, like I said, coming from Atlanta, where there was a plethora of Black trans businesses coming to Pittsburgh, and when I got here to Pittsburgh, I was the first Black trans business, out and proud Black trans woman with a business. That's a problem. And you go to Atlanta, and there, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. You know what I mean? Um, So that is a big problem. But it's a problem for Black people in Pittsburgh, period. So, you know, when we're talking about Pittsburgh, it's just it's it's Pittsburgh like if you're not a a white male then you really don't matter so as you go down into those different intersectionalities it gets worse and black trans women are at the bottom of that barrel
0: tell me a little bit about a little bit more about your organization you have Trans
1: Uniting how did you get started you know, once I once I got to a certain age, we're not gonna stay that age. <laughs> but I just felt like, you know, I have accomplished so much, and I want—I really want to get start getting involved and and just coming back to the city and seeing what was happening here in the city, um, with um the lack of representation um for the community. Uh, I said, you know what? If I'm going to really get involved and in, if I'm really going to do something, I'm going to do it where I'm from because this is where the need is at. Um, so I picked up and I moved and I came back home. Um, and when I first began um, being being in the uh, restaurant industry and having uh, you know that that background, um, I, I started my business and basically it was more so of uh, mentorship and helping with job placement. But in order to have, you know, to to have a stable job, you have to have stable housing and housing equals healthcare. So we had to take it back to like the basics and start helping there. So not only do we do, we have a shelter at the moment, um, but we help with, you know, everything. We have this whole mutual aid in, in effect, and we, you know, help from Everything from paying bills to navigating through the health system, you know, getting rides here and there. Um, like I said, we have the shelter. We have programming. Um, we just do a assortment of things. We help trans folks wherever they need help at, because it's about the embetterment of our community.
0: Yeah. And how do people come to you? Like, are they doing okay? Are they in crisis? How vital are the services like this to the people you serve?
1: extremely vital we have these are these are human beings that are out here they're suffering like right. they literally have nothing and and when you have people that are out here with nothing then you're face you know you start going into like a mental health crisis and if a mental health crisis a lot of times they go into substance abuse so we have a lot of of our people that are suffering from substance abuse because of of the crisis of just not having nowhere to go and they have to deal with these, you know, they have to deal with that and they have to self-medicate. You know what I mean? You're, you're dealing with, you know, survival sex work. A lot of times these folks don't want to do survival sex work, but they have to do it. It's survival of the fittest. Like, I, I, there's, there's nothing else I can do. I can't go into a job you know, and, and work at a Fortune 500 company, especially in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And if I go yeah. work at McDonald's to make a minimum wage, most of the time I'm going to be discriminated against. And if I go to upper management, they're going to blame me for authentically living in my truth. And it's is a sad situation. It's an ongoing cycle. And there's not enough folks speaking up and speaking out.
0: Well, and that's what you're trying to change. So beyond the sports bill, what other issues have you been following? Or even small victories that you've been celebrating?
1: Um, uh, Small victories is like us being able to um, get this, um, our um, housing program up and running um, and we're able to help, you know, it's not a lot of folks, but we're able to help folks. You know, those are small victories, getting, um, being able to put programs in place, you know, to help with, you know, jobs and, you know, housing, just, you know, navigating through the housing um, situations.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of small victories, Maria Montano has taken over as Mayor Ganey's press secretary. She's also just appointed to be on the city's LGBTQ plus commission. So what does it mean for you to see powerful trans women take leadership
1: roles, you know, in the city that you live in? Um, it It's just it's it's amazing. It's, it's so empowering. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, in one hand, it's like we we are we are being. And these, these positions and being so visible, you know, but the other hand, as we're being so visible, we're being attacked at the same time. The more visible you are, the more they're going to attack you.
0: Is there anything you hope that the city, this commission takes on? I
1: would definitely say housing and um, a lack of mental health. So somehow, some way we we can try to get some more mental health specialists that look like us here.
0: And when you say housing, do you mean more affordable housing options or discrimination relief or both?
1: Affordable housing options, but just stricter laws um, when it comes to discrimination of trans folks um, if they are in housing. But we need cheaper housing. I have a friend that's trying to find a place right now, and it's just like, you know, like uh, the housing, the housing market here just like it's set up to like if we're in New York City and people are not making that New York City money.
0: Yeah, know who you telling? <laughs> the discrimination issues here are enormous. Yes, but as you're gearing up to celebrate your trans siblings today, what is your message to Pittsburghers who you know want to support you, want to help protect you, you know, just want to help trans people live their best lives?
1: Come out and support these trans folks that are, are going to be out here today. You know, um, being visible and 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 standing in their truth, resolute in their truth. You know, um, and, and just speaking of uh, speaking about that, you could be there for that. Um, too, you can always donate to the organization. You could donate. You can uh, show up to help any way possible. Like, you know, if you want to come over and help at our, you know, the shelter, or, you know, you want to help cook, or whatever that may look for you, you could do that as well. Uh, But get involved, you know, call your local lawmakers and tell them to vote no to House Bill 972. um, If it hits the floor, you know, situations like that, or, you know, you can always email us, you know, uh, info at transunitingpgh.org, And um, we can, you know, give you the information and the tools um, to disseminate throughout your family and friends and, and colleagues about, you know, information that's happening within the community.
0: Well, if you want to celebrate tonight, there's a whole bunch of events you can check out. We'll have links to a bunch of them in our show notes and the morning newsletter. Check that out, too. Dina, we hope you have the best day and that everyone comes out and supports you and that you get the crowd you deserve. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. I hope so, too. I hope people really show up, show up for us.
0: All right. Some more news before you go. Pittsburgh has the fewest black owned businesses among comparable cities, according to a new study from the financial site LendingTree. According to this, owners have more than 50 percent equity in a business. Now, nationally, black people make up about 13 percent of the population, but only 2.4 percent of businesses in the U.S. are black owned. In Pittsburgh, that figure naturally is even smaller. Black people make up 8 percent of Pittsburgh's total population and less than 1 percent of business owners. And that local dude has a documentary out right now. Wiz Khalifa's documentary, Still Rolling Papers, shows the rapper's ascent from hometown hero to global superstar. The documentary about the Hazelwood native is out now on YouTube. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Do you like what we're doing here? Do you like the show? Then rate us and leave us a glowing review. And if you like the show, I know you'll love the newsletter. So why not subscribe to that too while you're at it? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Coming in hot.